Listener Production. Wall Street rises on Fed's rate cut signal as Apple scales record high. And Australian shares expected to open stronger on the back of higher commodity prices. I'm Ryan. I'm Craig. Good morning. It's Friday, December the 15th. It's the Comsec Market Update. A little bit of a mixed backdrop here on Wall Street as we speak with less than two hours left of trade. The Dow Jones is currently scaling record highs up by 43 points or 0.1%. But we've got the S&P 500 index broadly flat and the NASDAQ index is down by 43 points or 0.3%. So we have seen a rather positive response to the US Federal Reserve, who has hinted at an end to its aggressive rate hike campaign and signaled that borrowing costs would be lower next year when they released their statement. And Jerome Powell also did his press conference yesterday. Yeah, I think a lot of investors, a lot of analysts, um, a lot of forecasters are going back to square one and saying, okay, yes, the, the Federal Reserve is now talking rate cuts yes, in a much more significant way. How do we stand in terms of that? And um, how do we stand in terms of uh, the performance of the, the share market? What sort of shares should we be in? What sh- shares should we not be in? So, so it's settling time for the market. Yes. And the confidence around the US economy avoiding a recession, the so-called soft landing, was reinforced last night by economic data. We saw retail sales up by 0.3% in the month of November, supported by holiday shopping. Market expectations were for a fall in sales of 0.1%. And we also saw initial jobless claims or claims for state unemployment benefits fall surprisingly by 19,000 to 202,000 last week. Markets were expecting 220,000 jobless claims. Also, the labour market remaining fairly resilient. So on the back of all this, we saw US 10-year Treasury yields fall by nine basis points to 3.94%. That's the lowest level since July. And the two-year Treasury yield is currently down by 10 basis points to 4.38%, the lowest since May. So we've got falling bond yields. The equity market, a little bit mixed, but it's the tech sector, surprisingly, where we are seeing some weakness today, Craig. Yeah, if you look at the sectors, we've only got six out of the 11 sectors, which are higher. Technology is one of those uh, on the downer today, and consumer staples are also one of the the negative um, sectors for the market. Real estate is leading the way together with energy and materials. Yes, we've got energy currently up by 2.6% on the back of a surge in the oil price, which we'll talk about shortly, and rate-sensitive real estate shares are up 2.3%. Also, what we're seeing today, Craig, is the higher beta stocks, the solar stocks leading gains on the S&P 500 index, Solar Edge Technologies, Enphase Energy and First Solar, which have all underperformed year to date. They've jumped between 8.8% and 15.6% on the back of those falling bond yields. We've also seen Moderna rally 10% following a successful trial of its melanoma vaccine. Foot Locker also amongst the, the gainers upgrade in terms of its rating by Piper Sandler. Uh, it's up by 9%. Uh, Adobe shares not doing so good though. You know, sort of they revised down their uh, quarterly and annual revenue forecast and it's down in the order of seven percent. And we've got Merck shares down six tenths of one percent. So, bit of mixed picture in terms of corporate land in the United States. Yes, Apple shares, as I mentioned, rose to an intraday record high of one hundred ninety nine point six two US. 
$1.00 a share. However, the shares are currently down 0.5%. As I mentioned, the tech shares are down today, perhaps because the mega cap shares have had a strong run. Mm. Their valuations are expensive, but also they're perceived to be quite defensive. And we've got a risk on environment at the moment. For example, Microsoft is down 2.5%. Meta Platforms, Alphabet and NVIDIA down by up to about 2.5% as well. But it's Europe where we had a lot of excitement last night. Craig, we had a trifecta of central banks announce interest rate decisions, and there weren't any great surprises there. Of course, the US Federal Reserve outdoved the European Central Bank, and the European Central Bank pushed back against bets on imminent cuts to interest rates by reaffirming borrowing costs would remain at record highs despite lower inflation expectations, despite keeping rates steady. The Swiss National Bank held its rates Mm. and lowered inflation forecasts, while Norway's central bank delivered a surprise quarter point rate hike, and the Bank of England kept rates steady but said interest rates needed to stay higher for an extended period. Yeah, in the UK, the the vote was six to three, and uh, those uh, three people, yes, sort of were saying that the interest rates perhaps need to go up rather than, yes, sort of go down or stay stable. So it's still a a tightening bias in, in the UK. Uh, yeah, interesting developments in the European markets. Uh, if we look at shares, uh, AMS Osram shares up uh, 13.5% after Jeffrey's upgraded it to a buy. I've learned something today. I've learned that Bruno Cuccinelli is a uh, luxury good retailer. Their shares were up by around about 7% in, in the European trade. Yes, we did see the benchmark European Stock 600 index during the trading session hit a 22-month high. It finished up 0.9%. The continent-wide FTSE 0 First 300 index gained 0.7%. Real estate stocks are up 5.6% to lead gains. We did see in London the UK FTSE 100 index gain 1.3%. But the European Central Bank was a key focus, as I mentioned, and Really, what we did see there, there's the European Central Bank continuing to signal that rate hikes are done, but their updated economic projections show no reason to hurry towards less restrictive policy. And we did hear from Christine Lagarde, the president of the European Central Bank, and she basically said that the policymakers did not discuss rate cuts for 2024 at all. So that was interesting development. Now, turning our attention to commodity markets, Craig, what a lot of action happened there overnight. We have seen the US all-nymex price up currently by 3.4% to 71.83 US dollars a barrel. Mm. Brent's up 3.8% to 77.11 US dollars a barrel. So a good night for oil producers. Gold price also up overnight, up around about $50 an ounce or 2.6%. Iron ore was up uh, as well uh, by 19 cents. And uh, that suggests in terms of the Australian share market, on the back of higher energy, higher gold prices, higher base metal prices, which were up anywhere between 2 and 3%, that the Australian share market should get off to a positive start, up around about 34 points at the start of trade. Broadly, a good day for commodities and mm. those resources producers on the back of that. Today, as far as data is concerned, we've got purchasing manager indexes issued in Australia. What are your thoughts on that, Craig? Uh, yeah, it should be a fairly interesting yes, development because the purchasing managers provide real up-to-date reading in terms of the economy. So uh, they come out twice a month. We've got the flash readings coming out um, later today and uh, then a couple of weeks' time we'll, we'll have the, the final reading in terms of the purchasing managers index. But it provides an up-to-date assessment in terms of the Australian economy. We've got them coming out, as you say, across the globe. It'll be happening in the United States as well as Europe. Yes, and they'll be closely watched today here in Australia because we have seen both the services and manufacturing activity gorgeous 
figures contract in November, the below the 50-point threshold, which separates expansion from contraction. In fact, the Manufacturing Purchasing Manager Index in November was at its lowest reading in the eight-year history of the survey outside of periods of COVID lockdown. So we did also see business activity in the service sector slow sharply, and that, that has been the case since September, and that's confirming the economy in Australia is experiencing a soft landing, consistent with the RBO's narrow path that price pressures have intensified and incoming new business declined at the fastest pace in over two years. So that's something to consider today. The other thing of note today mm. is the Chinese economic data. We get an update from China as far as its monthly activity indicators of concern. And we're expecting to see manufacturing activity continue to slow in November. The property slump drag on consumer spending. So industrial production is expected to rise 5.5% year on year in November, up from 4.6% in October. Retail sales likely to lift 12%, picking up from 7.6%. And also fixed asset investment is projected to remain steady at 2.9% in the 11 months through to November. So a broad-based but sluggish recovery taking place in China. We also get an update on the medium-term lending facility mm. and China's central bank continues to pump liquidity rather than use interest rate cuts to support the economy at the moment. Also today, Craig, we've got the National Australia Bank hosting an annual general meeting. What's your thoughts on the Aussie dollar overnight? The Aussie dollar is basically trying to settle in terms of a new range. So it's sitting around about 67 cents, seems comfortable in terms of that range and, and may push higher from, from here with commodity prices rising and more positive sentiment in terms of the global economy. Well, that's it for another week of the Comsec Market Update. Thanks for joining us. Have a fantastic weekend. Bye-bye. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067254399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.